everybody here this morning for the great honour and privilege to be speaking and sharing and coming to live stream just to encourage you this morning. And so, Father, I thank you that you said that, Lord, that at the power of your word, things can be established. And this morning, I thank you for what you've started in the heart of live stream. I thank you, Lord, that what you've started, you are going to finish it and you're going to complete the work by the power of your spirit. We thank you for your word of encouragement today. Lord, as we just think not only of ourselves, but we think of the multitudes, Father, the um, nations of the world that are in so need of you today. We think of Ukraine and Russia and what's going on there. And Father, we know you are a supernatural God. And Lord, Father, you can reach into the darkest places. And Father, they are in need of you. God, just as much as we are in need of you this morning, we give you praise and honour in Jesus' name. Well, look, I'm bringing a word this morning and I think I'm right on track. <laughs> Pastor Peter rang me up and he asked if I'd come and share again. And, and um, this word just dropped into my spirit probably within a matter of a couple of minutes. And I looked over the last two times that I was here to make sure that I wasn't going to come and speak the same message that I did the, the last time. So this morning we're just going to journey through, and I think I'm right on spot in relation to what Pastor Peter is saying about the church coming into a place, not only spiritually maturity, but coming into a place where, hey, holistically, that in every part. God is Lord over those areas and he's the God that heals and he's the God that restores. Not just our spiritual state but our emotional state as well as our mental state. You know, and I believe in the time and the season that we are in as a nation, not only Australia but we are a significant nation that has a lot to give. So many times we are looked at a little country, hey, we're the little country down under, but I'm telling you, God wants to make us the head and not the tail. God has called us to lead. God has called us to send out missionaries. He's called out to send out people. Apostolic call upon the nation of Australia is a sending call. It's one where God causes us as the church to train and equip others to go forth into the earth. He said that his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, not just where I live, but everywhere. It was a command and it was the command that Jesus left to the disciples, go into the world, preach the gospel, you know, them in the name of the Father and the Son. It's the same call. It has not changed Australia. It hasn't changed Church of Australia. We are ascending nation. From the very beginning of the move of God upon the nation of Australia, we were ascending nation to go into not only our own country, but to go into the nation of the world. It's time to get out of your comfort zones. It's time to get out of complacency. It's time for you to take up the destiny and the call and the plans and the purposes of God that he has laid and put in your life. And I believe that it's a significant season. 
It's a significant time of transition as the church. We can't afford to be comfortable. We can't afford to be complacent with the very things Australia that God has deposited in us as his church. We have so much to give. We have so much talents. We have so much ability and too much is given. There's always a requirement. Amen? And today as I come into the word of God with you, we're talking about a particular significant transition that God is putting us in and placing us in as the Church of Australia, right here in Australia. Don't know where you are, wherever you're listening today, but you are the church. The church is made up of people. And I know and understand that the significant times and seasons of transition, we are in a transition season we are in a significant place of crossroads where I have to make a decision about where God is wanting me to be positioned and wanting me to be placed as the body of Christ, not only as a corporate body, but as individuals. God has got responsibility for us to fulfill. And today as I read the Word of God and we continue to, to share there are always these particular things that we always value. There are always things in our life that we put a lot of energy and time into. For example, you know, and it's the desires of our heart. And there's nothing wrong with putting and placing value upon people, putting place and value upon our families, putting and placing value upon our jobs, upon our home, you know, value is in, in the office that we do, our health, making money for our retirement and for our holidays and maybe, you know, working hard for those special occasions, special things that we want to do. We call it the bucket list. Bucket list? <laughs> I want to do this before I climb to glory. So, hey, look, you know, we place our value and we put our energy in and there's nothing wrong with and it's even, you know, our own culture. You know, we love the culture and we love their lifestyle. We, we love the way of living in Australia. It's just so part of us. There's nothing wrong with us. But there is something wrong when we don't have God in the center of everything. There is something wrong when we don't place our importance upon the God of the creation, upon the God that has blessed us and given us everything. And sometimes we take it for granted. You know, sometimes we just look at how good we are and, hey, we're not experiencing what other nations are experiencing at this particular moment and this particular time. We are at a significant transition and I've got to ask myself, what if this come to Australia and am I ready for it? If I'm given a particular responsibility or a promotion or a market, do something that I haven't done before, things need to happen. It's called transitioning. 
significant times of transitioning where God wants to enlarge our capacity. He wants to enlarge our ability. I cannot do something that I haven't done before, but he places me in a position in a significant time of transition, and I'm telling you, it always comes back to me and what I'm going to do about it and how I'm going to maybe make changes in the transitioning. Significant times and significant places of transitioning. And God wants to enlarge our capacity so that I as the church, us as a corporate body, we are prepared and allowing God to enlarge our capacity to get ready for what's up ahead. It's not just about, it is about the now and the now is transitioning. I can't do what I did last year to take on what God is asking me to do today and to be ready for what's up ahead. Significant transitions, big building your capacity, enlarging your capacity to be ready for the destiny, the plans and the purposes that God has marked Australia to be the head and not the tail. She's calling us to take up our mandate to be an apostolic nation, to be a prophetic nation and to take on the responsibility of carrying what is asked us. No longer can I be complacent and comfortable in my own little zone. It's not only a national, but it's a globe call upon us. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Take the responsibility in whatever way God is asking you to do that, that's between you and him. Hey, it's not what I'm doing. Everybody has a strategic call and plan and purpose and he's asking you to do strategic things to be able to reach your neighbour to be able to reach a city, to be able to be part of a global vision and a global call upon the body of Christ. Amen. Transitioning. Significant crossroads. Have you ever been there? Going from singleness and getting married. Hey? (laughs) That is a place of transitioning. It's a significant one. Hey, when you're used to sleeping in the bed by yourself and you roll over and someone else is there. (laughs) So going from singleness to marriage, transitioning significant times, going from being just by yourselves and then having a child, going to motherhood and fatherhood. These are transitions, significant crossroads, going from being employed to maybe unemployed. And there are many that are at that crossroad. There are many that have lost their jobs. As we think of the state of the nation, as we come out of the pandemic, as we go into a new season, we know that it's significant times and season. Hey, and we've got to get ready. We've got to be prepared. We've got to enlarge our capacity. Amen? We have to enlarge our capacity. You have already enlarged your capacity. You've gone from a little room that could probably hold 30, 40 people to now a place that could probably hold, what, 80 and 100? Comfortably. (laughs) So you are enlarging your capacity 
for increasing to see the church advance. Amen? How exciting is that? Hey? <laughs> it is exciting, Pastor Peter. As I thought about this word and I didn't know that you actually moved when you rang me, you know, but um, I found out from a friend, June, there. <laughs> she was telling me that, hey, we now have a new, a new venue, a new place. And I thought, oh, wow, I think I've got the right word then, Lord. You know where people are at better than I do. And you're at a place of enlarging, to enlarge your capacity to reach your neighbour, to reach your friends, to reach our city. Amen? Many are doing it and God is raising up and wanting us to be in a place that we're ready for enlargement. Enlarging our capacity. Crossroads going from losses to gain or going from having little to much. The kingdom of God was advancing in the, in the Bible, in the New Testament. If the advancement came through the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the upper room in Acts chapter 2, the Jewish people were pretty open and they were ready to come to God. They were at a spiritual poverty. They were at a time and a season where they were looking for a saviour. They were looking for a way out of the taskmaster and being under slavery. And we understand that as the gospel was being preached, thousands in one day came to salvation, came to Jesus. As Peter and Paul and the disciples got up and they began to preach signs, miracles, wonders, salvations and deliverance were advancing and manifested everywhere that they went under the preaching of the gospel. The church is about to enter into a significant transition. God was beginning to just move on the nation and he was at a place, Peter and Paul and the disciples, they were at a place and God was bringing them into a significant transition. They were coming into a place of the significant cross road where God was continuing to advance the church. And we see that the church is very focused in the Bible, in the New Testament, upon themselves. They are very focused upon their nationality, being um, Israel and being a Jewish nation. They had their eyes fixed upon the people that they needed to reach were of Jewish nationality. But in this we know that God is not about just coming to a place of having little and having one culture and one people, but God is about all cultures and all nations and everybody is in And as we see, God is getting ready and he wants to champion his plans and his purposes. There are times, seasons where you have to lay down how you think you've got to do it and what God is wanting you to do and say, God, what it is that you are doing in this significant transition. He wants nothing but the kingdom of God to increase in the land and in the nation. So let's turn to Acts chapter 10. Slow it down a bit, Ada. <laughs> But we're seeing at this particular advancement and God championing the church. And he started with the ground roots people, which was the Jewish people, the nation 
of Israel, and he began to outpour his spirit upon them in the upper room. And we see in um, this particular chapter in Acts chapter 10 that a significant transition is about to happen. Acts chapter 10. And if you know this story, it's about a centurion. And his, his um, name is Cornelius. Cornelius was a devout man of God and a man of prayer. One day, an angel came to him in a vision. And we see as we take it up in Acts chapter 10, Cornelius, the centurion of what was called the Italian Regiment, a devoted man, a devoted man, and he feared God with all his household, and he was a giver, he was generous with the people, and he prayed to God always. The interesting thing is that God gave him direction. And as this particular significant transition is about to happen, supernatural things happen. Isn't that amazing? God begins to set up his plans and his purposes. God begins to navigate and begins to, you know, orchestrate is the word, what he wants to happen in relation to the advancement of the kingdom of God on the earth. He's taken the kingdom of God into a whole new level in the earth. Taken it not just in relation to one culture and one people and one race, the nation of Israel. He be, at this significant transition, Peter is given a vision as well. He goes up to the top of the roof and he goes there and he goes into a trance. And as he goes into a trance, God begins to speak to him, to show him in this trance. It says a sheet drops down and in this sheet, there are all these different animals. So in the relation to the Jewish people, they were very much traditional. They were very much seeped in all traditional and customs and laws, what they had to eat what they had to wear. So they were very, I'd say, religious in a way. And even how they outwork life by the laws and the customs and the traditions that they were taught from an early age. And here we see this significant transition about to happen as God's plan is to advance the kingdom of God. And he brings Peter into this place and and he shows him this, this um, four-footed animals and the wild beasts and the creeping things. And in their culture, they're not allowed to eat them. They're not allowed to touch them. We see it over in verse 14. And Peter said, no, not me, Lord. Lord, I've never eaten anything common or unclean. And a voice spoke to him again the second time and said, what God has cleansed, you must not call common. This was done three times and the object was taken up into heaven again. So God had to enlarge 
God had to get Peter ready. He had to get Peter ready for him to begin to understand his mindset had to change. He had to come into a place of enlarging his capacity outside of his religiosity and the things that he was brought up with. Outside of a, it's just going to be the nation of Israel that's going to be saved. No, he began to prepare him and to get him ready for Cornelius, the centurion. You know, a man that God had already prepared and had him waiting. This was a significant time of transitioning the kingdom of God into all cultures, all nations, all races, and got him to be looking outside of his little box, enlarging our capacity. And we see this scripture, which is in Isaiah chapter 54, as we go there, and we understand that it always starts inside of us. You know, if God's going to change anything, he does us through you. If God's going to advance his kingdom, he challenges you. He challenges me. He asks me to come on, Ada, you've got to change, you've got to trim that off, you've got to get rid of this. You have got to enlarge your capacity to go outside of your comfort zones, to go outside of what you're familiar with, to go outside of where this is my little lifestyle and how I've been brought up. I'm not going to do it any other way. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's how we are. And so here is this particular transitional season, a significant time for the church. We and God wants us as the church to keep on advancing. We as the church, as individuals and as a corporate body, we have to enlarge our capacity for the increase. I have to enlarge my capacity for the destiny and the call of God. I've got some desires that I'd really love to see happening. But hey, it's not in my time zone, it's in his time zone. Hey, I'm the sort of person that want to run around and just chase after everybody. God said, no, Ada, you take care of what I put in your hands and I'll take care of the rest. Enlarge our capacity. God will take care of the rest. Let's turn to Isaiah chapter 54. Everybody knows this scripture. It's one of those famous scripture where it talks about our tent and enlarging our capacity. Getting ready for what's up ahead, he now prepares the church. Isaiah 54, everybody got it? I'm a little bit slow here. It's all good. He says, Sing, O barren, you who have not bore, break forth into singing and cry aloud. You who have not labored with child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent. He's talking about our capacity. Enlarge the place of our tent. It's the inside of us. You know, all of us have to change in relation to our capacity. He says, and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and to the left 
and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. He's not talking about a natural thing. He's talking about the kingdom of God advancing in the earth. He's saying that through your life, he's saying that through your example, he's saying that through you that he wants to increase the children of the kingdom of God. He wants the kingdom of God to be inhabited. He wants the kingdom of God to grow. He wants us to begin to reach out to others in life our capacity. And so this is what God was challenging, you know, the, the um, disciples in that particular season. He was saying, come on, it's bigger than Israel. I have died for the world. It's bigger than just one people group. I have died for many people group. It's bigger than one language. I have died for many languages. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God is in the time and the transitioning, significant transitioning of time larger capacity to be able to reach out beyond what I can do. In the same scriptures that do with Jabez, he talks about God, enlarge my territory, give me influence beyond where I'm at. There are three particular things that I believe in relation to enlarging our capacity as the church. The word enlargement is an interesting word. Enlargement is to make larger. It means to extend. I'm going to extend myself to somebody that I'm going to love and reach out to. I'm going to extend my capacity past my own family. I'm saying, God, enlarge my heart that I'm going to have compassion for others other, just, other, just, other than my just self and my own people. God is a God of increasing and enlargement and advancing the kingdom of the earth and church in Australia. He needs us to step up and to step out of our comfort zones, step out of complacency. She's okay, mate. She'll be all right. Oh, I just hate that saying. <laughs> it's not okay and it's not going to be all right if the body of Christ and the church of God in Australia doesn't take a hold of the significance that we are in the earth. Hey, the last great move of the Spirit. People are looking to Australia. Let's step up into the mark. Let's tap into the mark. Let's step up. <laughs> but hey, let's take on everything that God is asking of us. You know, whatever he's asking you to do is definitely going to be different to me. But hey, we're all still in it together. Your gifts and your talents are so needed here. You know, and mine are needed as well. All of us are unique and we have a significant place to play in advancing the kingdom of God in the earth. You'll reach people I'll never reach. I'll reach people that you'll never reach. Hey, how exciting is that? We don't have to feel left out. We don't have to feel we're not important. We don't have to feel like, hey, I'm never going to be like that because, hey, God never made you like Ada Boland. One of her is enough. 
come into this significant transition, Australia, we have to prepare ourselves and enlarge our capacity to go. Go into all the world. We are a missionary sending nation. Come on, young people, get up out of your comfort zone. Get up out of the mega churches. Start to put in place. I just don't want a position. God doesn't want you just to have a title. He wants you to get up and out and call and to go into the destiny that he's got for your life. Hey, stop trying to be like everybody else. Be your unique, uniquely self. Get out and advance the kingdom of God in the earth. Australia, that's who we are. We are a sending nation. We are a go-getter nation. God has called and marked us as an apostolic and prophetic nation. Let's get up and fulfill the call that he has on our life. Amen. All of us are at different places. I don't know where you're at, but God certainly does. And he will look after you and enable you. He'll give you the ability to do what he's asked of you. How great is that? It always requires some change along the way. Along the journey, there's always changes. Amen. The word enlargement in the Hebrew is enlarger. I-N-L-A-R-J. Enlarger, and it means amplified. It means enhance. Enlarging our capacity is going to enhance the call of God on your life. Enlarging our capacity is going to enhance what he's asked you to do in the kingdom of God. You are going to enhance the kingdom of God. How good. Enlarging your capacity. It also means magnify. Sometimes it looks so small, little Australia. <laughs> Ava, put her under a magnifying glass and she's huge. There are so many gifts and talents and ability and the heart of Australia is a giving one. You know, when somebody's down and out or things are happening down down the bottom of the hill or around us, we all get in to help. You know, we all rally together. There's something in the heart of Australia that can bless other nations, amen? Every nation has got something to give. Hey, how exciting is that? God's got every nation, it's unique, and it's got particular talents and gifts and abilities that we can give and share with each other. The word enlargement, it's going to a greater scope. It's expanding. It means I'm going to build up. It means I'm going to accelerate. It means things in my life are going to increase. It means I'm going to grow into a larger person, into a larger capacity. It means, hey, I'm going to be able to enhance the body of Christ because I've allowed the Spirit of God to enlarge my capacity. As we're coming to an end, there are three particular things that God wants to enlarge the capacity of our lives. The first one is the expansion, is the capacity of our hearts. Have you ever find it or found it difficult to love a particular person? Or to give to somebody that you've had a fight with? <laughs> Or you just had a difficult situation 
a difficult time and you found it hard to give. And we see this great example, the capacity of our heart. God wants to expand, <coughs> excuse me, enlarge the capacity of our heart. He wants us to become more compassionate. He wants us and our heart to be able to be flexible. He wants our heart to be able to reach out to others in times of need. He wants us to be able to let go of things that are not good for us instead of holding on to them. He wants us to be able to have a heart of forgiving when we're in a place and put in a situation in our families and with our friends, being able to forgive, not holding on to grudges, not holding on to resentment, not holding on to things that restrict us. And we see Jesus in Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 to 37. <clears throat> and he's advancing the kingdom of God in the earth. He had a window of time of three years and he knew that he had to leave and everything of himself had to be um, caught by the disciples and taught to the disciples. And he lived out this example through his life. Even when he was on the cross, he was able to be hanging there and yet say to those that were killing them, Father, forgive them. There was something about the capacity of Jesus' heart for humanity. We see in Matthew chapter 9 in this great scripture, and it says in verse 35 to 37, But when he saw the multitudes, when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them, because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the labourers are few. Therefore pray for the Lord of the harvest to send out labourers into his harvest. God wants us to be a church that's compassionate. He wants us to look behind our need and say, God, I'm able to reach out to others in need. As we begin to give of ourselves to others, watch what he will give back to you. It's not only the receiving, but it's in the giving, increasing and enlarging your capacity of your heart. The second one is the release from confinement and restrictions in our emotions. You're going to be going into that great um, study about, you know, maturity in our emotions and the things that refine, if, um, the things that confine us and the things that restrict us in our emotions. God wants to increase the capacity of his spirit and of his self in our emotions. He wants to strengthen our emotions. He wants to cause us to become more resilient. You know, sometimes maybe because of our upbringing and what we've learned that we haven't had a, a spirit or a capacity in our emotions for resilience and we give up easy. That's it, I've had enough of her. Yeah, I'm not going to ring or talk to her again. <laughs> and you see it happening all over the world. People open from that church to that church because they've had a little bit of upset with somebody in the church. And that's it, and they're off. Resilience. Perseverance. In our emotions. Being able to overcome things. 
being able to go up to somebody and if you had a disagreement and talk it through. The capacity of our emotions that need to be strengthened, that need to be healed, need to be restored so that we're not being confined in a little box. So that we don't come to a place where we've got all these restrictions. Oh, I'm going to just talk to that one, talk to there, you know. Oh, good, we all got our friendships, nothing wrong with that. But hey, God wants his church to recognize the call is called us to go into the world to preach the gospel. It's all about the fruits of the Spirit. Down in Galatians chapter 5, look, I'm not going to read it. I think we all know about the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, patience, perseverance, endurance. And so God wants us to come to a place where our emotions are being strengthened, our emotions are being grounded, our emotions are like a not wishy-washy all over the shop. You ever been around people wishy-washy all over the shop? And I'm saying, come on, somebody make a decision, please. (laughs) Hey, come on, somebody do something. Wishy-washy all over the shop, you're going to go nowhere. That's why God wants us to be grounded in our emotions. I'm not governed. Look, emotions, I'm not saying we don't have emotions. We've all got them. I've got emotions here this morning. I'm happy to be where you are. I've got emotions. I love lots of people. So they're good emotions. But I'm thinking that, you know, the emotions that we don't restrict ourselves and we always confine ourselves to things because of hurts, past letdowns, disappointments. God wants us to increase our capacity that, hey, I'm able to move on from those things. Amen? Galatians chapter 5.22 are the fruits of the Spirit. I'm going to have my emotions that I'm going to um, build and learn and grow in resilience. I'm going to work through my emotions that, hey, that I become more than an overcomer. I'm going to be a conqueror. Lord, not by anything that I can do, but by the power of the Spirit. I've always tried to do it in my own ability, and I just always landed on my face. And then I step back and I say, God, forgive me, trying to sort it all out again. (laughs) I leave it in your court, God. You know what's best. The third thing is the capacity of our mindsets, enlarging the capacity of our mindsets. And it's been part of my life and it's part of all of your lives. It's part of everybody's lives that we don't come into a place that we're listening to everything that goes on in our head, you know. And there are voices that sometimes go on in our head They can be deceiving and we can end up in the wrong places. So we have to come to a place where I'm beginning to understand that I have to increase the capacity of my mindsets, being transformed by the renewing of our mind. I come into a place where I lay down things and I allow the Spirit of God to bring his empowerment 
and he's the capacity to grow me, his capacity to grow us, his capacity to enlarge our mindsets that we will enter in to everything that is God for us. Amen. As I finish this morning on the word, enlarge your capacity. As we allow the Spirit of God to enlarge our capacity, he brings us into everything that is God for us. I don't have to go looking for it. It just happens naturally. I cease from my works so that I'm outworking his works. As we come to the last scriptures this morning, increasing or enlarging the capacity of our mindsets, there are two particular scriptures that I just want to share. John chapter 3, verses 31. It's hard for us sometimes to lay down and die and to say, God, you arise. <laughs> Isn't it? And it's that scripture where we know that um, Jesus was coming to John the Baptist for water baptism. And he talks about there is someone greater than me that's coming. And I'm not worthy to take the sandals off his feet. It's a beautiful scripture, but it's always hard to live out. But it doesn't just happen overnight, but it's a process. It's a journey and it's a lifestyle. It'll fall on my face. Yes, I think I sometimes don't reach my full potential, but I'm at that place where I'm saying, and this is what John said to those that were waiting around, before Jesus was coming and he said, therefore this joy of mine is fulfilled. The greatest thing that he wanted to see was the release of the Messiah into the heart of the nation. He says in verse 30 of John chapter 3, he must increase, but I must decrease. He who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth is earthly and speaks of the earth. He who comes from heaven is above all. Amen? He must increase. I must decrease. I lay down my life so that the life of another may be lived out of me. I lay down the things that I'm holding on this morning so that the capacity of the Spirit of God, the enlargement of the Spirit of God can live my life. Matthew chapter 16. And as we do that, we learn the principle of taking up the cross and following him. It's laying down my life and taking up the life that he led and that he lived. And he proved it because he fulfilled and he was obedient to the death, to the cross. He was obedient to the will of his father. For us, there is a place of obedience. There is a place of enlargement. I don't know what you have to lay down this morning. I don't know what you may have to give up to take up something that's of another. The capacity of the Spirit of God that wants to live out of the heart of the nation of Australia. The call and the destiny and the purpose for us 
being a church and being a nation, apostolic and a prophetic nation that goes, that we are able to give up and to lay down things, that we are able to take on the heart and the compassion of Jesus to reach out to our neighbours, to reach out and not be ashamed of the gospel of the living God, to not be ashamed of Jesus in this hour of need, not only in our nation but the nations of the world. Let's just all stand as I hand it back to Pastor Peter this morning. God wants to enlarge your capacity. He wants to grow and build you so that you will be ready for what is called and asks you to do, that you will not be ashamed of the kingdom, not be ashamed of Jesus and what he's done for you. Uh, there are some things that you may have to lay down or cut off your line. He says, except a seed fall into the ground and die, you're going to produce nothing. But if you allow to take up the cross and die to self, watch what God can do through your life. As you say, God, the capacity of Jesus, enlarge my heart to love others. Enlarge my capacity to go outside of my own race. Enlarge my capacity to go outside of my own lifestyle and live in and learn about the lifestyle and living of another nation or another people group. Many people are still needing the love of Jesus. Toowoomba has one of the highest suicide with men in our state. Did you know that? Men in our city need reaching. Indigenous youth have the highest suicide in the nation. My young indigenous people need reaching. I don't know where you're at in this community and in this city, but hey, there are people that are in a difficult time, a difficult state, and they need our love. If I've really received the love of Jesus, hey, I'm going to reach out because of his love. Enlarge your capacity to take up something that God's asking you to do that's going to reach somebody else. Wonderful Jesus. Church here right now, live church, you're at a place. Have I got the right word? Live church? <laughs> Stream. Live stream, church, you are at a capacity to enlarge the destiny and the call of God on this church. You've got vision, you've got direction, you have great pastors, and you're able to accomplish all that God's got for you. Amen. Thanks, Lord. Hallelujah. Just want to stay with me, Pastor Peter. Why don't we just, just close our eyes for a moment, and I want you to just lift your hands to God and say, this morning... That's me. God, I want you to enlarge my capacity. Just reach out to him right now and say, that's me. I'm ready. I'm hearing what you're saying. And I want to be that person. I want to be that guy or that, that woman that says, yeah, God, I'm ready to enlarge my capacity, to take the next step, to be in a position to move when you say move. I want to be the one that, the man or the woman that God uses. I want to be the person that's willing to go the second mile.
I want to be the person that's willing to pay the price. I want to be the person that's willing to to come into that place of of fruitfulness and and humble my heart and say, yeah, God, use me. I, I will take, I'll step out. I'll take the step. I'll take the next step. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. God is doing something special in your heart this morning. You want someone to pray with you? You want to you, you um, just articulate that response to God today? Why don't you just come and stand here at the front and we just want to pray with you because I just believe that God wants to anoint you with a new fervor, with a new heart, a new capacity, a new ability to take that next step in Him today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the word that we've heard this morning, Lord Jesus. We're going to sing this, sing that chorus. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. Make His face shine upon you and give you peace.